0: Even before like I had the words to explain who I am and how I loved and stuff like that um I was very homophobic I personally am very homophobic I'm very transphobic growing up like society grew me up as like a woman just because I have like vaginas and like you know like breasts and stuff like that but I always mm. knew like you know i just don't I just don't fit in i'm always I always knew I was in between like it's it it, just it just doesn't define me it just doesn't like i don't feel it like at at all so even the well a, a male can only be with a female how can a female love a female or like you know oh how how is this person born a male but then yet you know being very feminine you know like the kind of um really negative stereotypes that you know you grow like you you learn growing up especially if you are in like a country which enforces these negative stereotypes you got to unlearn that yeah
1: so- Thank you so much everyone you are welcome back this is talk to Ake. Uh, amazing Stuff to always have you guys on the podcast just like i said in the previous episodes this is a very safe space for everyone to express themselves how they feel about stuff uh there's no judgment here that's why it's called talk to our about the guest and you have the chance and every opportunity to talk to me any way that you like so my my guest right here today it's someone very very interesting um he is a, a community builder a storyteller and he likes to call himself an adhd survivor ladies and gentlemen she, he is also the founder of the quay pack our cardiff an ambassador of the young i mean what a portfolio ladies and gentlemen please make welcome yahweh
0: Oh, thank you. Thank you, Duake. Okay.
1: How are you feeling?
0: Yeah, I'm feeling good. Like, it's kind of like, ty- like well, I basically did a lot of, kind of, again, like, as you said, like, community actions before this. Yeah. So, like, it was kind of like from one meeting, we were, you know, doing something really big before this, and mm-hmm. coming to the studio. So, it is just like, back to back. But I'm also really, really, really happy to be here because, Great. like, <laughs> this is amazing. Like, you know, <laughs> so I'm actually cute. really proud of you of what <laughs> nice. you're doing. Thank like, you. Thank like, you for the viewers i've seen the okay girl this like, <laughs> it's so so amazing like you yeah. all have to go constantly support this thank
1: person. you like, thank you so much person. i mean i've I've always wanted to have more conversations with you because yeah. i mean you you have a great story to tell i mean from where you come from malaysia yeah and and coming into the uk it's a whole different culture of Uh, a background and and, and all of that. So I I would love to know more about it. And you've been, you've been up to so many things lately.
0: Yes, I am. You have been. (laughs) (laughs) Like as as you, you, you introduced me as like, you know, an ADHD person, but yes, that's like, I'm hyperactive. So like, I think it's, I'm pretty blessed with that hyperactivity where I credit that for all the things I do. I think if I don't have ADHD, I think like I wouldn't be able to do that much of things because Mm um i generally need a lot of stimulant because my my in my in my brain like they've scanned it my high my beta waves are always high and beta waves are basically um the waves that are kind of like high when you are like anxious or stressed or like you have like a lot of adrenaline rush and Mm. stuff like that then that will be high but mine is always high oh wow so (laughs) i need more stimulant than other people
1: so do you think like some people have ADHD And they don't know about it you,
0: Absolutely Really? Always, yeah I mean like Especially when you come from a country Which like You know Just generally Just like Mental health awareness Isn't a thing So like Sometimes maybe You don't even know You have autism You don't even know You have ADHD And ADHD has three different types As well So wow. you don't even know And like For example You know the naughty kids On the back Is mm, always yeah. like You know Messing around yeah. There's a lot of cases Where it's just like um, Where it's just like adhd in children and they don't even know Mm. so they are always classified as being naughty but actually they just have adhd so yeah there's a lot of things in terms of like you know um if there isn't the knowledge of it growing up then you kind of have to like figure it out yourself so like for me it is the same thing where my teachers in primary school at eight eight years old, i would just like climb over chairs Mm. and my, my my teacher would be like can't you use a normal way to just go there? And I'm like, no. That's a choice. Yeah, so it's like, like, I didn't know that was called ADHD. I always thought ADHD means attention deficit. Then mm. I, I know I always need movement. So movement is a, like a physical need for me. So it, you know, we all need like rest, um, food, water, um, all of that. But I have a need called movement. And if I don't move, I will be very antsy and it will be like, I'll be kind of like, you know how some people can get hangry? Yeah. I have hangry in terms of movement. Oh. So if I don't move, then I'll be very hangry. So wow. sometimes at 12 a.m. I'll just be like running. I see, see, it
1: really sits well with all the the projects you're doing and running yeah. at the same time. Because yeah, Absolutely. amazing, amazing. So I, I I checked out so many things um, about you. And I, I discovered that you're really, really on about the crisis going on in Gaza, and you yeah. and your team recently raised two thousand fifty-five pounds for people in Gaza. That's that's incredible. How important is that for you?
0: I think it's monumental. And firstly, it's just like uh, like this whole situation. It, it's it's a lot of people call it like the conflict, but actually, it's not a conflict because it's it's, on, it's been ongoing since like seventy-five years ago. So mm. like like you know, a lot of media is afraid to call it a genocide, but it is a genocide. And like raising that amount of money in three hours and 30 minutes is phenomenal. It is phenomenal. It's like, um, it really shows me kind of the power of humanity and the community around me. And the interesting thing is we did round two of uh, funding today because um, basically the truce is going to end today. That's why we were like, okay, we need to fundraise by 2 p.m. so that we can send it over to the journalist in Gaza Mm. and then he can, you know, like, take it out and funnel to the different families and get a lot of supplies and stuff like that. So we managed to raise... We actually managed to beat our first fundraiser and we managed to raise, like, more than £2,100 now. Um, wow. So altogether in three days, it's more than £4,000 raised That's amazing. in three days. That's amazing. And it's just like... it's. It gives me so much hope in, like, community coming together and just standing together and doing some, you know, just you know reaching out to like because because currently the big organizations and charities they are unable to put the funds into Gaza right now and it's like so we were always like so frustrated we're just like how do we actually get the money to them and so I contacted this journalist and then he was able to actually give these funds directly to families and that's why we we're like okay shit we really need to um collect these funds um, within these like really small days of truce yeah. before they start firing again. And wow. then that's what we did. So it's just like thankful that we managed to send the second funding over this mm. afternoon.
1: What was your default reaction when you first heard about the this the crisis going on and the conflict going on in Gaza? Well, I mean for humanity's sake.
0: The thing is, it has always been going on. That's the that's the thing. So like it was only on October 7, which Finally, the flip side happened. So it has always been going on for seventy five years, where like Israel was attack attacking um, Palestine, but only for the first time, um, October seven, uh, this like this group in Palestine called Hamas, you know, attacked Israel, and this is why you know like Western media just blew up, and you know Western media just basically like put a lot of coverage into turning into like a really um, biased story of Israel um, kind of like being the victim. And even though Gaza has, you know, like faced atrocities since 75 years ago, but just because it's the first time which like Israel is being attacked, mm. then um, everybody's labeling like Hamas as like the terrorist group and everything like that um whereas you know like the israeli um defense forces like the idf they are technically a a terrorist group as well but nobody labels them that so there's a lot of like two-sidedness going on here and there's a lot of like false narratives um like labeled and amplified by the western media so that's why i think it's like really crucial that we amplify the oppressed instead of the oppressor yeah which that's why like we are doing like so much amazing stuff yeah, I'm
1: really proud about the work because you know it's it's almost similar to what's going on in in our, our modern world right now. How sub communities get really oppressed. I'm, mm. I'm talking about um, um people with disabilities, people mm. with mental health issues, people don't really know how to really speak out. I mean the LGBTQ community as well. Mm-hmm. I mean when you do all of these things and when mm. you you uh, give out your voice to these communities, do you? Do you do it because you, you just want to help people or it's from a, from a um, you know, maybe it could be from the past or something you've went through, you've gone through? Is there any mm. motivation about this? What inspires this?
0: <laughs> I, I guess a lot of different, like, like life is kind of like a, you know, like a puzzle piece. So I feel like if not for, well, that's why I campaign a lot about intersectionality. So all the things you've described, like, you know, like disability, yeah. justice, climate justice, um, like just dismantling systemic racism and, you know, like, colonialism and you know all these kind of things it's all intersected and it's all intertwined mm-hmm. and like this is why i'm like passionately fighting for like things across all sectors because we are not free if like another community or another person is not free we will yeah. only be free if like all our communities are collectively free so there's a lot of overlap and i think growing up in malaysia because we are so multicultural multi-diverse multi-racial, um, I do see why, you know, like one thing affects the, another in community. And I took, I take that in that, you know, for granted while growing up. And yeah. only when I came to the UK, I saw like, wow, you know, um, there were so many things which like were tolerated in Malaysia. But then like when I came to the UK, it was like kind of singled out. Mm-hmm. So, you know, suddenly I became very apparent of my race. Suddenly I became very apparent of like um, just by speaking another like two lang- like two languages and two more dialects so like i thought you know multilingualism is common in malaysia but then coming here people are like wow your english is so i know. Good. <laughs> and i'm like i mean you 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 get it because yeah, like, even in nigeria course, yeah, exactly yeah, it's our do it first long language long like, i mean like yeah exactly what do you think do you am
1: i gonna <laughs> <laughs> so it's really I, I totally understand what you're talking about yeah. and, and i mean it's not our fault but this is where we are now and in mm-hmm. The more we expose ourselves, the more we get stuff like that. But it is it is what it is. Mm. They're still very very you know uh, smart, intelligent, good people. There's this conception about uh, uh, people of minority. They feel like oh we're here to get so much help or we go we we're we so needy and stuff like that. But it's it's obviously the opposite, and that's why I like yes. having internationals and and people yeah. that are really really you know up there around so yeah it's been amazing and i'm gonna ask you this you know it's it's different in malaysia um you you're being um so you've accepted to be addressed and as as a he or Mm -hmm. Mm they when did you realize your sexuality was in malaysia was in the uk
0: so sexuality okay so i want to clarify this is it like you're asking me about my sexuality or is yeah. that my gender? Because no, like there's okay. two different things. So bits. now
1: this is where yeah. I have to get schooled now. Okay. Yeah, you okay. need to school on. me on this because, you know, it's very, very, it's a very, very um, sensitive area, not just for me. Yeah. I feel like people also listening to this podcast should learn from this mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. you never know who you're going to meet. You don't want to mm-hmm. offend people or hurt their feelings. Mm-hmm. I might know to a certain extent, but I'm trying to represent the hundred majority mm-hmm. that do not understand this these things. So I'm coming to you like them. Right, mm-hmm. so I'm coming to you now. What's the difference between the profile?
0: Like, what
1: do you mean? Yeah. profile when I mean profile, I mean how do you want to be called? Oh, pronouns, uh, yeah, yeah a pronoun. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, pronoun. Do you want to be called he, she, they? And what's the difference between that and your sexuality? Okay, are they the same thing?
0: Completely different. Oh, so
1: good.
0: so, gender is not. So gender is not sex. And it's not sexuality. So there's like really different things here. So like sexuality is kind of like whether you're gay or straight or bi oh, or pan okay. or like, you know, like what is your, you know, your kind of like, who you know, who do you, who do you love? That's okay. your sexuality. Uh, gender is basically like your gender identity. So kind of like, you know, I can be, you know, like I can be masculine presenting, but I want to be called like a day yeah. or like. I can be feminine presenting, but also still want to be called a he. It's like you know, it's up to everybody's gender expression and gender identity is like different, and like you know, gender is like a spectrum. So is everything. Every like so many things in this world is a spectrum. Yeah. There's so many shades of gray, as you all know. Mm. Um. So like, for me, I'm like you know, I'm con- I'm non-binary. So that means like there's male the cisgender male so cisgender is basically if you're born male and you still identify as a male then you are a cisgender male okay and then basically like if you are m and you're still m and if you're f and you're still f then you're basically a cisgender female okay cool so i am not a cisgender male i am not a cisgender female i'm like in between so like i'm non-binary okay which means i don't fall into like either binary.
1: Okay, so how yeah. do you how do you make this choice? Do you feel it from the inside or mm-hmm. it's is, is it a thing of okay, i like to be this. So i want to be this. I like to be that and i want to be that. Or you have a feeling from inside and mm. you just feel like okay, this is who i am. How is it a choice or you say a feeling from inside before choosing the gender you want to be, you know, address this or call
0: the thing is, this is like me, the moment I came out of my mom's stomach. That's it.
1: <laughs> I okay, just so came out, a feeling, I came into yeah? the
0: world. It's, 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 it's not a feeling. It's not a choice. It is just who I
1: am. That's okay. it. So like, when did you realize who you, you are? The moment I was born. Okay. So yeah. you've always wanted to be called they and he from...
0: I didn't have the vocabulary for that. Okay. So, because, you know, there's no such thing as them there's no such thing as like a gender neutral pronoun while growing up in malaysia because malaysia is a muslim country and you know we just grew up like literally very kind of like strict heteronormative Mm. relationship structures where it's just like there's always a you know you can only have like a male and a female and they will have like a wedding and then they'll have babies and then there's no such thing as a they them there's no such thing as like everything is like gendered So just growing up, you know, like, I'm just, like, society grew me up as, like, a woman just because I have, like, vaginas Mm. and, like, you know, like, breasts and stuff like that. But I always knew, like, you know, I just don't, I just don't fit in. I'm always, I always knew I was in between, like, if this was, like, a spectrum, I'm, like, right in the middle. So, like, I am not, I'm not even, like, like, I'm not...
1: So you feel like you didn't fit into the female category. You didn't feel, no. he, he feel. So what were the things you didn't? You didn't feel. Was it the attitude or? Just everything. everything. It just. It
0: it just it just doesn't define me. It just doesn't like I don't feel it like at at all. So even the well, it's the, you know how like feminine like like femininity is always defined as like um wearing wearing skirts or playing with dolls. Yeah. And stuff like that I don't I never oh, do that Like while yeah. growing up um, But that doesn't That you know That doesn't mean That like Like I like Kind of like Traditional guy stuff But at the same time I don't like Too masculine stuff So for example You know like I wouldn't You wouldn't catch me Like in a pub Like um, Drinking and
1: screaming And standing like On drinking the and table <laughs>
0: and just like you know Punching people yeah. Like I won't do that So like you know I'm kind of in The balance between Like you know Like masculine and feminine like i'm just like in the middle and whereas like my my sibling is different my sibling is also non-binary my sibling is kind of like gender fluid so some days they will feel like they are more masculine so they dress up more masculine and then some days they feel more feminine so they will wear a skirt and then they will you know just wear makeup and stuff Mm. like that so they are gender fluid whereas for me i'm not gender fluid but i know i'm smack right in between so yeah it's just there's so much diversity. So this I is know. the gender diversity. <laughs> I
1: know. Kind of saying, yeah. and, 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 and it's nothing to do with fashion at all, nothing. to be fair. It's nothing. nothing to do with fashion at all. Because you just said sometimes you want to dress like a male. Sometimes. Absolutely. Now it's deep down. It's the feeling and, and all of that. And I, and I totally understand that. And, and sometimes I, I begin to wonder, what do people then need to understand about these things? What do they not get right? I think,
0: well, actually, it is about what do people have learned like what stigma people have learned and then what they need to unlearn so for example maybe you grew up your entire life um only thinking that oh a male can only be with a female how can a female love a female or like you know oh how how is this person born a male but then yet you know being very feminine you know like the kind of um, really negative stereotypes that you know you grow like you you learn growing up especially if you are in like a country which enforces these negative stereotypes you got to unlearn that yeah so like for example because I grew up in Malaysia uh, even before like I had the words to explain who I am and how I loved and stuff like that um, I was very homophobic. I personally am very homophobic. I'm very transphobic. Growing up, so up till around fourteen years old, okay. I was very homophobic. I was very transphobic, and then you know my family would be like, "Oh, do you see over there that that person?" So we have a phrase called like for 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 like for feminine feminine boys, like feminine boys, but I mean technically they are like basically trans yeah. but i didn't know the words to say that so my mom would describe them as lady boys or oh, okay. or like transvestites you know the words which we don't even use that now and then you know my family would just whisper and be like oh you know that person yeah we have we have a phrase in malay called pondan so we we call them oh see that pondan over there and mm-hmm. it's just like you know it's always the whisper and it, this is not just for you know the gender this is also for like um people with like, let's say with aut- like kids with autism or like somebody who is blind or somebody who is like deaf or hard of hearing, um, then, then, you know, people will be whispering like, oh, you see that person, you know, mm. that person has, is autistic, so you better treat them nicely, you know. You put them in a box. You put, you put people who are just people in, in a, a box. box and you just like single them out. You're not supposed like like, the thing is growing up like that makes you feel that there's always an us and them like us, the normal people, yeah. and then them. The abnormal the so people. Bad. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So it's so bad. And I think especially like in in, in, in in kind of, I guess, colonized countries especially. The funny thing is, I think this thing is really crucial for the viewers to hear. The funny thing is all of our countries actually have accepted gender diversity before colonialism but then when the british came to colonize us they that's when they put in sections so for example singapore has section uh, 377a india has section 377 mm. um and all of these are like they make homosexuality like punishable yeah. by crime um and only then, all the, you know, all the people, the LGBTQIA plus folks, they get prosecuted because of that section. So before that, there's like, in India, there's like a third gender called the hijra. Uh-huh. And the hijra are basically like, um, basically kind of trans, like trans transgender, like females. Um, yeah, trans women, basically, who are... Like spiritual, and they also have like positions of power within the community, and then like in Philippines, there is the spiritual leader called the babaylan, and okay. they're also you know the trans, like the trans women leading the society, and like in um in Southeast Asia, we also have like a place in Indonesia, the Bugis people have five genders. Oh wow, yes, five. five genders. So like one is like you know this male and female, and then there is the kalabai and Ka, ka ba, kalabai and the kalalai so it, one of them is like you are born a female but you are masculine wow. and then another gender is like you are born a male but you're feminine and they accept all these genders so only when like you know britain the britain came to like like conquer like the colonize the countries they introduced the laws which makes the community scrutinize these so like i'm sure even if you looked into like the African countries or even in Nigeria, you probably will see that there is like past histories yes. of, yeah, of gender, kind of like non conforming people, which have a big acceptance with community and also really high ranking. But then after, you know, like after colonization, all of that became, you know, a lot of hatred towards the community. And this is where decolonizing education comes in. Like, you know, this is where we have to unlearn what was taught to us yeah. and go back to our indigenous roots yeah, of our to be people. fair
1: to be fair yeah. traditionally speaking uh, yeah. places like from my country nigeria yeah. and, and some places in africa uh, history we never we were never taught that in history mm. you know so nobody has an idea about okay look our forefathers you know, had you know different gender identity. All we knew was like male, female, mm. and then we started getting to know stuff, internet, and now people like beginning to accept it slowly. Even if it's like almost, you know, how a, a traditional and religious mm. Africans are, even if it's, it's almost like a no, 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 no thing. Yeah. But it, it's it's thing, it not like it's a thing. But people now just you know, it is what it is, you know, and that is the stage and the level that, that we are in right now in, mm-hmm. in 2023 and and just like you said humanity is what's the most important if someone wants to be there or, or be this person you just respect it and, and what goes what, 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 it is what it is to be to be fair mm-hmm. uh it's amazing so, talking to you Yahweh I wish you had so much time to talk more I would love to yeah, talk more definitely bring you on, <laughs> so on the podcast fun. yeah so just like I said thank you so much for being on the podcast I really appreciate it I, I would love for you to come again I mean we had so much things to talk about and uh, yeah it's been amazing having you on, on the show and, and definitely going to know. come okay. back again
0: no absolutely like thank you for like inviting me and like you know i i really really look forward to your all your episodes and like congrats on season
1: two like (laughs) thank you that's
0: amazing yeah
1: thank you and yes you can subscribe to our youtube channel you can subscribe if you want it's obviously you want to so you can see more of this Uh, my name is ak this is talk to ak catch you later